Hey there. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you good. doing? I'm good. This is our good. This is my first time having somebody on here. Which this is, is kind of cool. My first podcast ever. So my first love it. podcast feature, I guess I should say. That's awesome. Well, thank you. This is Lauren. Um, Lauren Davis is one of my good friends from fifth grade. <laughs> We've known <laughs> each other for a long time. And yeah, over the years, we kind of went separate ways. And then just energetically, time wise, we're kind of pushed back together about a year and a half ago, two years yeah. ago. Her parents yeah. moved to Arizona. She's still in Salt Lake where we grew up. And yeah, our relationship just kind of slowly pieced itself back together. And here we are. Most beautiful reconnection, I feel like. I know. It's been divine timing for sure. But um, Lauren is also a mom of two sweet girls. She's married to her husband that she met in high school with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's a doula. And she was a part of our pregnancy and birthing process. And so I'll let her kind of describe what she does. Yeah. So I am a full spectrum doula. So that means that I support women in pregnancy and postpartum, pregnancy, labor, and postpartum, um, and also bereavement should the case come about where a mother miscarries. Um, I offer support for that as well. Um, at, at this time, I feel like I'm being called a little bit more towards the postpartum work um, just because of my past, my history with really, really hard postpartum times after my girls were born. Um, and I also actually did have, you know, difficult births. Um, my first daughter's birth was a little traumatic. So I do, I want to give women and mothers what I you know, did not have. And so that is part of my mission and the work that I do. And I'm being called to just live it out and definitely feel like I'm aligned in my soul's purpose with helping women achieve the birth that they want and that they envision and the postpartum time that they want and envision for themselves. So yeah, I totally agree that you are, you are doing exactly what you were mm. destined to do. I've said it so many times to people that know you Thank and you. I. So it's yeah. pretty cool to watch your friend like in a workspace environment. I'm like, whoa, this is so mm-hmm. cool. So Yes, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So Lauren, she was also really awesome. She came out here to Arizona. Thankfully, her parents live here. So there was a little bit of ease in that. But she was able yeah. to come out and spend like almost three weeks in Arizona, right? Yeah, it was, it was two weeks. Two weeks, okay. It, it was perfect like though. Three weeks. It did feel like longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that last week so, in pregnancy just drags. Yeah, it felt like a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so Lauren was out here and with COVID, she wasn't able to come into the hospital with us because of what the protocols were. But having her with us out here was so special. And then having her when we got home was so helpful. And 
calling myself out, I used to have like such an opinion about duet, which wasn't as positive. Because I just thought like, oh, it's all these like moms who just like can't do it. You know, and yes, that was not the case. And I totally apologize for anything that I've ever offended with things I've said or with the thoughts I've had in my own head about it. But no, you don't really until you know. You have no idea. So I really support what doulas do I understand it so much better and it's a shame that it's not a part of our traditional healthcare system I agree it's it really should be it just should be another facet of your care but I think that I I just wanted to add like the more support that women have going into something like this, something as huge as birth is. And um, yeah, just the more education they have and the more knowledge that they withhold or, you know, that they hold and the opportunity to advocate for themselves is even if doulas are not going to be, I feel like it's changing. I feel like um, with hospitals and COVID, I feel like Protocol, protocols will slowly start to change and shift, hopefully, at least here in Utah, that's kind of been the case. But yeah. even setting you up with the knowledge and the resources going into your birth, um, I feel like it gave you a little bit of a, a, a security blanket almost. Oh, 100%. I mean, I like I had clients this year who have been expecting – before, during, or after when we were, and I felt so much more empowered and like I had a broader baseline of information because of the resources I had from you. And then also from two clients I had who are delivery nurses, Mm, like having that knowledge of support, if you had a doula and like a rapport with even a nurse outside of your physician, yes, you have a team who's kind of taking care of you. I felt so much better prepared because I could be like, hey, Lauren, I heard this. What do you think? And we'd kind of break it down and then put it back together. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was really cool. And I mean, a lot of people, I think, use doulas, like, in the delivery room to help them make, like, those boundaries Mm -hmm. or speak up for them. And you said it, which I was really appreciative of the compliment, but, like, you were like, you and Parker don't need me in the room. You guys are strong enough to communicate what you need. Yep. But I was thinking about it over the last couple of weeks. I've been home with um, Turner, but like, I think that that is kind of the gift that a doula could give parents because you're going to use that in your relationships with friends and family. After you have your kid, like you have to learn to use your voice. Absolutely. So I think that that's like this unspoken, like benefit we had with having you a part of our, Mm. our first pregnancy. So thank you. I love it. Thank you for, I mean, I've said it a million times, but thank you for just allowing me to be a part of it. Uh, well, if we have more, you'll be a part of this too. <laughs> yes. So, but yeah. So anyway, so we, we went through a lot, like Lauren, she, I don't even know when to be, we kind of talked like when we thought we were due, because they said our due date was January 3rd. Mm-hmm. But Parker and I, we kind of did the math and we were like, no, we actually think it's December 20th. And my mom, she carried over term with me and ended up with a C-section. Mm. And I kind of fell into the same, like, 
pattern, if you will. Yeah. And so I think we kind of decided like, okay, the weekend of the 20th, like Lauren will for sure be here because we think we're going to maybe go into labor sometime around then. And that was like the funnest, most fun weekend. It really <laughs> even was. Even though we didn't have a baby. It turned out it was really cool. just the most perfect way because I feel like it got us a little bit acclimated like in person. We hadn't seen each other for a while. Like we were able to just kind of bond a little bit before baby came yeah. and do the things to try to induce labor that we, you know, that did work a little bit. Like your body really was trying and, yeah. um, it, yeah, it, it just all worked out so great. Yeah, I agree. I think overall, I think everything really happened exactly how it was supposed to, even with 100%. Like, some of the woo woo, um, ascension stuff that was going on with the, the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really cool timing of it all. Yes. Um, but I think to having the presence of you in person, I mean, we lived in a different state, so we didn't get to like have in-person meetings, but for your customers, I'm sure they're like, well, do we really need to meet her? Or do we need to do that big of like a package or do we just do this? And I'm, I a hundred percent would be like, you want to see her before you go into labor. <laughs> yeah. You know, you want to, you want to have those connections because you just feel so comforted by you. Mm. And Parker said it every time he's like, gosh, her presence is so calming. Thank you. <laughs> and it just brought our anxieties down. So it was nice I'm that so weekend to have all that. But yeah, there's something, I mean, you know, there's only so much you can communicate over FaceTime or Marco Polo or the phone. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that, that energy exchange when you're together in person and can really kind of read each other and even decide like if it's going to be a good fit because not, you know, not every doula is going to, you know, be a good fit for every mother that's expecting. There's a wide variety of doulas out there that, you know, incorporate different practices. So yeah, um, in person, there's just nothing like it. No. Well, I think it's good too, because it's like, you could really see how Parker and I operate together because I can communicate how we are. Yeah. But then when you're, around us it's very different yes um so it was a good weekend but we kind of were trying to like induce it because they had set for me to induce by December 27th even though my due date according to them was the third Turner was falling into like a lower um weight percentile Mm -hmm. so he was so small that they were saying he wasn't going to gain weight if he stayed in until the third It'd be safer for him to be out than in. Right. And we agreed with that, like all three of us, when we talked about it. And then we were like, we're going to get him out on our own. Oh, yeah. We're (laughs) not going to be induced. We were going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) So if there is some woo-woo, witch doctor, crazy anything that was out there, we did it. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I mean, we made apricot juice with castor oil <laughs> and peanut butter I mean it didn't belong in you anyway so no oh my gosh and it, it like I wouldn't tell people like go do these things like because I'm not a medical right right I know Lauren isn't going to advertise it but if you're trying if you're at a point in your birth or your pregnancy where you can do these things like 
give it a shot. Like it's fun, if anything, and it's something to distract you from being awkwardly pregnant. Yes. And if it's not, you know, invasive so, or dangerous. Um, dangerous. I mean, yes. we did that herbal bath for you to kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that promoted relaxation hopefully, but it also was the, totally. you know, there had, there was some herbs in there that um, could have started possibly labor symptoms a little bit, but um, yeah. I want I curb walk. Yes, the the walking you were all about, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. The walking, the bath, the apricot juice, the spicy food. I don't know. We did we did a lot of different things. We did massage. I sat on that wall yeah. a lot. We did trigger points. I went and got three prenatal or labor inducing massages. And at the end of the day, like and your body just needed a little push. None of it. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting too, because for me, um, I am a planner and I worked really hard during the pregnancy to surrender that because you can't plan everything. I was like, yes, I want to get this kid out on my own, but I'm going to really embrace like whatever is going to happen is going to happen. And then at the end of the day, I basically got to plan how we had it. So we were kind of laughing about the people or the the planner. Yeah, but I love, I I really did see you fall into this kind of surrender mode towards the very last few days Mm -hmm. where you were just kind of accepting that induction was going to happen. And you really just enjoyed the last few days of you and Parker. And that's the way to do it. You know, not stressing and, you know, what if, what if, and going, going in your head about not being able to have it happen on your own. Sometimes that's just how it needs to be. Yeah. And I did have that moment because at my last doctor's appointment, they monitored me and him. They did it. Is it Mm -hmm. non-stress test? Yep. Yeah. And they... And then they were like, hey, like most likely in this situation, it will end up in a C-section. And my OBGYN, unfortunately, and Lauren and him could never meet, but he was so encouraged by what he was hearing from me about what Lauren was doing and vice versa when I would talk to Lauren about my doctor. But he is known for not doing C-section. So when he was saying that to me, it really like, in that moment it elevated my concern but I kind of had you to like take the day to just like process and then we'll move forward tomorrow and Parker same thing like I mean without the two of you that day I was Mm, was that's all that was a hard day for you yeah because I I didn't have anything against these actions I just knew with my family history that they weren't trying to avoid a c-section at all costs because of like a blood issue that I have medically so it was like oh god like now this is like most likely going to happen what the heck so it was interesting but the induction went pretty smoothly I mean all things considered yeah do you want to talk about how it all happened um kind of like go through your birth story at all or are you feeling like you want yeah. Just kind of jump to how it ended. Let's, I'll break it down. I'll try and not go into too much detail because I don't want to, because why I can, I can yeah. talk about it. But 
Um, it was cool. So Lauren and her daughter, and then my parents, my brother, and my niece, and Parker and I, we went to lunch. And it was kind of like our last mm, meal. It totally I felt, felt like, like that. It, it was cool. And so we had lunch. And then that night, we got home and just kind of nested. I took a really awesome shower. We went in at 2 a.m. to be induced. And um, they were going to use Cytotec, which is actually a drug they use for ulcers which for me is awesome because I have IBS and those are something I'm prone to. So I was on Cytotec and the way Cytotec works, which I wish I had had this information from the nurse staff because I, because Lauren, you haven't used Cytotec or you didn't use Cytotec, did you? I didn't with either of the girls. Um, I did use the medication to induce um, when I was having my miscarriage, Um, but I don't have any personal experience with birth. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because they do use it for miscarriages, which is like when you were explaining that to me, I was like, wow, that is so wild that it can like bring yes. life and help. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's like kind of a heavy thing yes. to think about. But I went through four rounds of Cytotech. So when we got there, we had this awesome nurse who also ended up being there to deliver when we did mm-hmm. end up having Turner. So she helped check us in. We got on Cytotech and they monitor you for two hours on like a mm-hmm. monitoring device. And then for the last hour, they take okay. you off of it. So in hindsight, I would have liked to have known that because then it's like, okay, sit and rest for two hours while they monitor you and the baby. And then in that third hour, get up and do like the movements or the the awkward positions or whatever it is that you have been exercising to try and help get your baby into position. And so we had a new nurse come on for the daytime and she was nice, but she's definitely like the old school medical Mm -hmm. thought of a nurse in the labor and delivery world, like just kind of there to make sure things are going, check off the box, check off the box. And so I, was not dilating I was about one and a half centimeters or two centimeters by like five o'clock and I had been on Cytotec all day I had been doing all the exercises that Lauren had introduced to us all these different positions and then the doctor came in he's like you know in the next couple hours we're gonna have to make some decisions like do we want to go the c-section route like you've already been laboring since 2 a.m it's now like 5 36 o'clock at night like and you're only two centimeters dilated. And I was like, Shh. yeah, that must have felt like really. <laughs> so how did you feel in that moment? Like when he gave you that option? Well, I felt like, okay, we have been doing this. We've been doing everything we can. If this is what it comes down to, this is what it comes down to. But I need to now prepare myself for what a C-section is going to look like. Because I thankfully armed myself with so much good information from Lauren and my own research and talking Mm -hmm. to friends and two of my clients who are delivery nurses. Like I felt so in the know about so many things about birth, but I did not do a lot of prep for the C-section part of it because I didn't want to bring that into our like energetic field. So I didn't, but Lauren sent over this like 
really great article, which I started to read. And then that sweet little nurse walked in. Little angel. We had, oh, Ashley, she was so good. I feel like if Ashley and Lauren could have a business together, (laughs) they would be all over the world to bring babies into the world. But um, she walked in and she saw me on the bed in the like worst position possible to try and get this baby out. And she was like, okay, get up. She was like, we're going to get this kid out. We're not doing a C-section. And I was just like, okay, thank God. Like somebody's here to actually put me in position because Lauren couldn't be there. So I also, along with a lot of other women, had this like conversation with myself about Pitocin because they tell you like how how stressful it can be and da 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 and Ashley put it into really good perspective she was like look you have not had an epidural so you are able to move and she's like we're gonna put you into some different positions to try and get the baby into position because you haven't had an epidural your body will work Mm, with the Pitocin she said if you couldn't move your body it wouldn't work as well with the Pitocin because you would have, if you makes, had had it. That makes 100% prior. sense. And so she said, I'm not doing this to hurt you or the baby. I'm doing this to help you. And I was like, okay. So we went with the Pitocin, which I was nervous about just because of, I mean, there's so much information out there and I don't believe that you have to have medication to like have a baby but I had been laboring for 18 hours yeah. and dilated two centimeters so and I was having really heavy contractions even at 2 a.m when we checked in which the contractions I was feeling at 2 a.m when we checked in on the 27th were the exact same contractions I was having on the 20th okay. with you and Parker at home yeah like the intensity of them And so when she had me hooked up to the monitor, I remember her saying, like, are you uncomfortable? And I was like, I mean, I can feel them. And she was like, these are major contractions. And I just, I wasn't, my body didn't register it as, like, a big contraction. So I know we were trying to, like, I know my body wanted him out. It just couldn't do it on its own. And so having all that kind of. And I, I wanted really to add really quick when, when you went to the doctor, um, a couple days or yeah, a few days before your scheduled induction where Dr. Carter said, um, he mentioned the C-section possibility. The original issue was mm-hmm. that the placenta just wasn't the hormone in the placenta just wasn't signaling to your body to start labor. That's what was happening. Right? No. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So my, I forgot to mention that, but yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, my placenta stopped doing its job. So it was keeping Turner alive. It wasn't helping him get out. So he had, he was so little, he wasn't strong enough on his own to like induce labor. So he would need the support from my placenta Mm -hmm. to like get things going. And my placenta wasn't doing its job. Like ultimately is what happened. So then laboring for 20 hours makes sense because (laughs) I needed as much medical help, which I think you and I talked about it. Like, God forbid I had been birthing a baby in the early 1900s when there wasn't this type of medical support. I probably would have had a stillborn 
because my body wouldn't kickstart labor and my baby would have been, you know, so it's like, you just think about, okay. Yes. Because medication always has a place, you know, you just, I mean, in your case, it was absolutely necessary. Some cases it's not necessary, but it's used. So I, I do fully agree with you that you needed it for sure. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of cool to like, just let things happen and accept it, not have an agenda as much. Um, so Ashley, the nurse, yes, sorry, to this timeline, <laughs> it was like seven o'clock. No, I'm like all over. No, the you're doing great story, but so it was like seven o'clock. She got on to her shift. She got us out of bed. She, her and Parker, like, were just amazing. I was in all the different positions you see in all the birthing videos. If you take any classes. Um, and then the contractions started to get more intense. I had been given a small amount of Pitocin and it was definitely helping. And then she was like, you know, I want to try these two positions. She's like, they're a little crazy. Are you up for it? And I was like, totally. So it was called shake the apple tree. And she put like pillows on the ground and I'm on all fours. And Parker was like holding my shoulders and like helping me because it was pretty Mm -hmm. intense, the labor at that point. And then she took a sheet around my belly and in between each contraction, she shimmied with the sheet, my belly, to try and get Turner into, like, the right position. And that was really what moved things into, like, a more active oh, that's labor so incredible. stage was doing. So if you are at the hospital, I think my piece of advice for women is, like, yeah, don't rush into the epidural. Don't rush into it. Let your body feel some of that pain. And let your body go through like the physical part of like labor because it was really cool to connect with Parker that way. It was cool to see that my body Mm. and my mind were that strong enough to do it. And it was really great to have the support from a nurse like Ashley. And I know if Lauren had physically been there, she would have been. Yeah, just what a blessing. She was. You had her there that she was encouraging this to happen. The, you know, vaginally. For sure. And yeah, she like she's like, I, I always advocate for vaginal birth and I was beautiful. Like, Love you. <laughs> Love you. So we got through that and then it was like nine o'clock and the worst part of my labor was the throwing up that I was not mm-hmm. anticipating, but is a yep. good thing, evidently. I was like, I'm in this rub and I I'm so sorry. Awful. Um <laughs> but not fun but it's such yeah it's It's such a good sign though yeah like the pain was that bad that I threw up and it was like just crazy and so then at that point I was like you guys I've been doing this for like 20 hours I need a nap I'm exhausted and my contractions were so back to back there wasn't a break for basically two hours and I was only dilated like two centimeters 2.75 centimeters so it was really disappointing yeah. to be like laboring that hard and only be that far into it. So we made the choice to then get the epidural so I could take like a three to four hour nap and then we'd be able to push like around one or two in the morning, hopefully. So I was getting my epidural during some of the most intense contractions, which is where like a good partner or a doula or a nurse are so critical. And then that epidural kicked in and man, it felt good for like probably five minutes. 
And I was like, God, I still feel like a ton of pressure. And I was like, I don't think I can keep him in. I said, I think he's coming. And she was like, well, let's check. Cause I was only 2.75 centimeters about 10 minutes prior. And she went and checked oh me. I was nine gosh. centimeters dilated. And so she called the doctor in. I started to push and 30 minutes later, incredible. We it was quick so I did not get the four hour nap I was hoping for but the epidural really helped push things along so I don't know like sure that's how it worked for my body oh how beautiful Uh, like and it's just it is just going back to Ashley I feel like the that type of nurse is so important especially if hospitals are not allowing doulas in um, having a nurse like that mm-hmm. is such a blessing. And I do yeah. wish that yes. more nurses were like that. Mm-hmm. I do too. And we had a lot of privilege and Parker and I acknowledged it and like thanked, you know, the nurses that were helping us because two of the nurses that were a part of our whole delivery are clients of mine. And so they mm. were like, oh, we're going to have Ashley be your labor nurse because <sighs> she brings babies into the world Amazing. this way. And they knew what I needed, which is really cool. But that's a privilege because I have a personal relationship right. with somebody who works at a hospital. You know, not everybody has that. But I think the takeaway is you should be able to communicate to your OBGYN. I'm a big like advocate for a vaginal birth or a non-medicated birth or whatever it is can you chart that so when they are assigning me a nurse when I check in absolutely and that's not against any protocol whatsoever like you have the right to speak those wishes for sure yeah because you're I mean your doctor isn't the one Mm -hmm. they're doing the laboring with you it's your nurses and your doula and so it's like ask for it. So that would be my other takeaways. Like tell your OBGYN chart this in my chart. Like I would like a nurse who is open to these types of delivery methods. And I think they would do it. I really do. I think most hospitals would be like, yeah, let's make their shift as easy on them as possible as a nurse to work with a patient that wants that. Just Building your birth team, you know, is so (laughs) crucial in having the birth that you envision. Yeah, I agree. It's a shame too, because I'm like, how cool would it be if you could like hire nurse and doula and then bring them into the hospital? Like, I don't feel like it's too far-fetched. I think that it could be something in the future that could you know, happen because it's a wonderful idea. I mean, if there was like a concierge, like birthing. Yes. Like, I'm sorry service. if you can hear my dog in the background snoring. He is out. <laughs> <laughs> Birth stories so make him tired. <laughs> no, but so that was exactly what he needed for his little. <sighs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was a cool experience. We really did have like a magical experience leading up to it the whole pregnancy I have to say was pretty awesome I think the part that you and I have talked about is the post the transition from your Mm. delivery room to your postpartum room 
Like that's, that is something that is interesting. We've talked about it, you and I, but it's, it's definitely different. And I think as a first time mom, like I just, I knew because Lauren told me like, Hey, you're going to go from here to here, but you're going to come home to this. And so I had yeah. the like mindset. I just need to get home because I know I'll be in a safe. Yes, space and having a plan set in place. But when you uh, knowing that you are not going to yes. be in those sterile walls, like that's not that's not what postpartum is. No, no, it's not. And so it's forty days after you give birth. Like mm-hmm. you're just healing. You're not trying to get back to like no. your pre-baby self. You're you literally are, just like yes, being and so integrating and integrating this massive years. initiation that you just went through mm-hmm. from whether it's your first child or your sixth child. It's birth is an initiation that you need to honor, and your body and your mind and your spirit all need to yeah. be nurtured during those first 42 days as Ayurveda. Um, that's one thing that I didn't mention. You know, I focus yeah. on the Ayurveda practice in postpartum, um, which is an ancient, um, medis- form of medicine, um, that was original, originally, excuse me, my gosh, originated in India, um, over 5,000 years ago. And so, um, there's just so much, beautiful, so many beautiful practices that, um, can be incorporated to have the most nurturing, supportive postpartum time. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of that, the Ayurvedic mm-hmm. like, practices, it's like a food system kind of. And so it's based off of natural, mm-hmm. like your dosha, your vata, your pitta, like it's really interesting how you can use it not even in postpartum, but if you actually start to like understand how it works, it really just has to go with the systems of the seasons of the year, Mm -hmm. the temperatures of your body. And when you've had a birth, like your whole internal system needs something completely different than what it may need normally. Wonderful. It's worked so far for me. I mean, I don't well, know, like, and that's, 100% yeah, perfect. that's okay. Like, Ayurveda, but I know I've done way nicer things to my body because of it that has made it a lot easier to recover, and I think knowing that we had that in place with you was huge, because when I was in that postpartum room after leaving our delivery room, that is where I think a lot of the trauma or the postpartum depression and blues start. You're so right. Because that room is, I mean, it's smaller. It's not as warm. It's not as magical feeling. And they're poking you and prodding you every hour after you just gave birth to a baby. Not at all. Which is not healing. (laughs) It's not conducive to nurturing (laughs) you at all. Like, oh my hell. No. So it's funny too, because I think the benefit of having a doula, a part of this process would be Lauren probably could have gone down to that postpartum room, set up the diffuser, turned on some music, like set the room up. So it was a little bit more like organized because they just like throw you in there. And then it's like, I'm thrown in this room. I have a baby. Mm -hmm. I have blood coming out of me and I'm getting poked every hour. Like it doesn't feel as peaceful. 
And so I think that is one thing that needs to be represented a little bit better in our medical system. I absolutely agree. For sure. But knowing we had you to come home to and like our plan in place is like, it's fine. Just get us out of here. (laughs) But for other moms and dads out there, I just, and not just dads, but other parents, I just think, you know, prepare yourself. Yeah. Setting yourself up with, even if you don't have a postpartum doula, just setting yourself up with, you know, a little nest um, of necessities and just hunkering down Mm -hmm. and, bonding and loving that baby and resting and healing. That's what it's about. Nothing else because you can have, you know, you can build your village while you're pregnant, um, of support because it does take a village to raise a mother, I believe. And, um, you know, whether that be people bringing you meals or someone coming in and helping with the dishes or the laundry, just making sure that you have those things set in place so that you don't feel so overwhelmed when that baby is here because that's your only focus is you and the baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Well, I love it too because like on like your Instagram page, like you've put up like, here's how you do like this type Mm -hmm. of massage or here's how you make that. Like there's little things that you give people. So it's like, if you aren't using a doula or you don't know what to do, like there's little things you can set up ahead of time and do. And so it's like, you don't have to have this perfect. No, just a, just a plan. But yeah. Yeah. Just a little bit of an idea. So, but it was wild. I can't wait to do it again. Oh, <laughs> I'm crazy to say. I'm like, I have yeah. to enjoy this baby and I am enjoying this baby, but I can't wait to do it again because it really was just so cool and so magical. I don't There aren't any words for birth, birth honestly. It's just this Mm-mm. beyond, no. beyond. <laughs> it's an experience from beyond. Yes. It totally is. So, but it was really great having your support and Parker even as, you know, my husband or if you have a partner, like he was so appreciative mm. of the support he had from you too, which was really nice. Cause I know not right. every partner is going to be like mine, but you know, he, he needed that. He needed to know he had like a resource. Absolutely. And if he had a that's part of my work. Like that's, that's one of the things that I really emphasize with the new mothers that I'm working with is like, I am not a stand in for your partner. I am here to give them support so they can support you. Um, Cause I think that's a, a big miscommunication with or misunderstanding with doulas is that they kind of like take the place of a partner and that's not it at all. A dad or a so. partner. No. No. And I mean, Parker like printed out all the stuff that you would send over oh, to him and like he'd That's incredible. Go over I love it. that. It was just, it was adorable. But he felt so much more knowledgeable too, even in the hospital. Like he knew what to do mm. when I was going through Amazing. I love that. You I'm know, so, so glad that. It was pretty cool. Mm. I appreciate you guys. I love you both. You so thrilled that Turner is here. I know me too. So that's kind of, that is our birth story. This is, it's been a big year and it's only like what? January, January 11th. 10th? 
birthday. Lauren's birthday, everybody. Um, at least you know what even month it is. I mean, hell, I have no clue what month it even is after I gave birth. Yeah, well, I think it's just all the, yeah, it's really what everybody's kind of helping you do. So, <sighs> but I appreciate you guys. And hopefully hearing my story helps you or hearing about Lauren gives you some insight to thinking into what you could use to make your, your experiences like beautiful yes. and supportive as possible. Cause that's what this whole Absolutely. thing is about is support, I think. thank you for having me I'm so glad that you were able to speak about it and kind of like process it a little bit on the spot I know that that wasn't something we talked about prior Mm -hmm. but I wanted to hear it so I'm so glad Yeah. yeah no I appreciate it so thank you thank you and hopefully we'll just keep chatting more about whatever we want to and share it with everybody because I think I love it I think we vibe well so all right well enjoy everybody we love you if you want to reach out to Lauren yes um at the infinity doula perfect and I'm at free air lifestyle um on Instagram so I'm gonna be a little more active on there starting I love it here which is now so yes all right have a great week you guys we love love. you happy Monday Mm -hmm. bye All right. Bye.